Hello and welcome to the Hindsight Podcast. It's been a season of celebrations, fireworks, secret Santas, a time with the family or the missus and a turnover of the calendar. It means we've got our very first chance, an opportunity to say a happy new year to you in 2020 and it's the start of a new decade. It's interesting because it's been a, an incredible 10 years, I must say, across uh, the last couple, especially as the football calendars go. But it's also good to know that we have crossed that mark into what should be another incredible 10 years and I've got the guys in the house, the usual suspect, I should say, Cerebro. Of course, uh, Solix Chuku and of course, uh, Alexis on the podcast. Today's our first episode in 2020, guys, and it's good to have each and every one of you here. Yeah, I mean, very happy to be here. We hopefully we have you know fresh players in this decade. We're, we're tired of watching Ronaldo and Messi dominate um, everywhere. Um, that happened throughout the last decade. We hope to have the Mbappes. We hope to have new players coming in and um, still in the headlines this time around. Certainly looking forward to uh, having uh, an interesting uh, spring up of players, especially when you think about the, the tournaments that we can look forward to. A couple of World Cups in this decade, uh, Euro 2020, which is pretty much in this year yeah, as well. Yeah. Hopefully Nigeria gets to win the Nations Cup also. Well, yeah, fingers crossed for that. That would be great, wouldn't it? We, yeah. we haven't won one since 2013. And uh, I know that that doesn't sound perhaps as far away as one might think but yeah it's it's been a little while so hopefully we can do that hopefully we can get a lot of exciting football at euro 2020 yeah. and uh we get to see the first world cup in the middle east uh yeah i'm looking forward to that one all the air-conditioned stadiums and all that so. right it's certainly um an amatan season in lagos <laughs> we just spoke about the air conditioners but it's good to have you here also same, 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 same. Uh, I'm very excited for the new year. Uh, I'm looking forward to Valencia winning Champions yeah. League <laughs> and uh, back treble, but uh, we'll it's see how it goes. It's not going to happen. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, let's get into uh, some of the uh, conversations we're going to start off today. We're certainly going to have a take on some of the uh, pressing issues, rather not so pressing anyways. Uh, Arteta obviously getting a first win for the Arsenal over Manchester United. Uh, we're also going to maybe... Uh, analyze or assess the situation which uh, he is uh, coming to uh, Jose Mourinho not so doing so well at Tottenham Hotspur and also we would touch base with uh, who we think would make that final top four positions in the Premier League but the theme of the conversation today is pretty much centered around Nigerian players who need to maybe make a step up in their careers to maybe somewhere else or improve their game into the new decade well let's start off with uh, some of the conversations that of course uh, happens in uh, the Premier League match day 21 at this point in time uh, Wale Solis and Cerebron what have you made of Ateta's uh, new uh, three-game um, reign so far? I mean, first win for him looked an interesting win, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 it is. Um, I Like I said, I, I was going to wait about two, three games to see if he had any direction. And um, I think we've been able to see that. I mean, it took just 45 minutes to see you know, something, something concrete, something sensible. And um, with um, time... I think um, it has, we've been able to see more from, you know, Ateta's team and things look very good. But um, I still think that he's making some little mistakes here and there. But, I mean, it's not, it's not, those are not the kind of mistakes that, you know, he would not be able to learn from or something. The important thing is that he's learning on the job. I don't know if he's learning, but he probably is. I mean, for instance, um, the Pepe sub the other day, I know everyone says Pepe was, was completely finished physically. But um, I think that... If he had brought Nelson on, um, then 
Pepe would have been relieved of defensive responsibility and been able to conserve his energy for okay, you was know, the United game. Yeah, the United game. And I think he also made a similar error against Chelsea. When Chelsea were pushing and pushing and pushing for the equalizer, and then to bring Pepe on at the yeah, time. she have brought Pepe on earlier so that there would be that uh, counter-attacking threat. And then this this last game also, he took off his best counter-attacking threat in Pepe, and he brought on Nelson. I understand the the rationale behind bringing on Nelson because you want to like my United were getting the upper hand in attack, and I think Pepe could not track back anymore. He was he was looking very, very physically done. So what you do is you relieve him of that defensive responsibility. You take off Lacazette, who was also physically done, but he was just struggling. Take off Lacazette, bring on Pepe, have Pepe, Oban, Ozil on the counter. At least that threat would make sure that Man United were wary. You know, they would not be able to go forward like completely, they would be worried that okay, these guys have a counter-attacking threat. And it might have, you know, led to a goal, but instead he took off Pepe and Arsenal went completely dead in attack. They could not do anything after that. So I think those little issues are still there. But overall, it has looked good. Shaka is looking good. Torreira is playing really well. The defense is not looking as vulnerable. There's some structure that we're seeing. And I think that's very commendable. So long may it continue. And David Luiz also rousing the crowd just uh, late on in the game. And Luke Shaw had a terrible game, to be fair. Mm. He actually looked terrified of uh, Pepe. At the time, but um, Solis, you're an Arsenal fan, and even though, even though you don't like to uh, put that on blast, actually took it took me <laughs> quite some time to figure out you're an Arsenal fan, right? But I mean, it's it's been not so much of a great start, but a, a win against a, a top a top four contender in that regard is probably one that would give you the sort of belief and give the players the belief that they could you know buy into the projects you're having. Well, yeah, I did say the last time um, we were here that I, I I never felt Arsenal's problems were as great. Um, as many people made out. Uh, it was always a matter of somebody coming in with the right message and with the right approach and with an understanding of the expectations of the club, which is um, which are all points that Ateta has been able to take off so far. And I'm, I've been very impressed with the clarity of his thinking. I, I don't think this is the final form of Arsenal, but this is him making the best of what he has at the moment. And um, like Cerebron said, he's learning on the job, which is great. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Obviously, top four is gone for the season, but if between now and the end of the season, he can lay down certain... He's talked about certain things that are non-negotiable, um, so if you can lay down those markers and get the players to fully buy into those and be on board with it, these are things that, you know, cannot, without them, you don't play. You know, you have to put in maximum effort, intensity in the right moments. Um, like he says, suffering together, yeah. the team working together in tandem. So if you can get those down, by the summer, he can look towards improving the team, bringing in a couple of players to improve the quality in certain departments. So yeah, great start Ars- so far. Arsenal are just nine points of the top four. That's uh, four points behind uh, Manchester United, who are in fourth, pl- fifth place, I beg your pardon. Um, that's three games to maybe claw back some points. And you could take a, a cue from Jose Mourinho's Tottenham. At the time he took over, there were some, what, 12 points away 11 from... 11 points. 11 points away from, you know, you know top four, the objective, basically. And in a couple of games, they were just in touching distance. Is that some sort of a... a look, a look across town and you can see what Tottenham did and maybe buy into uh, that same... Um, mentality i think chelsea are not consistent enough to say the top four is over but that being said we expect chelsea to be able to get over the line like they did last season i think for for a start the ateta style is um, a bit physically demanding and you expect the um, arsenal player to take time to get accustomed to it you could see that in the games they've played especially against chelsea and united 
um at the 70th minute the the dot yeah exactly so it's it, yeah it took a while for them just like how you know when club got to liverpool at um, its first season it wasn't easy for the players to get accustomed with his style we expect that to to happen you expect them to bed in you know this yeah. season so i think top four would be too ambitious for him if he finishes in um fifth mm. that that would be a good achievement for him not so bad an achievement especially when you think about the fact that he might just uh, uh take a dive into the general transfer window uh callum chambers we hear he's been ruled out for nine months yeah. and granny shaka has been uh, you know, persuaded by the manager to, to stay. Uh, stay and change his mind as far as uh, the relationship with the Arsenal fans. Let's uh, touch base with Jose Mourinho then. Um, I mean, you've obviously <laughs> talked about uh, Chelsea being inconsistent and you think they'll still make it top four regardless of that inconsistency. But is it is there really a race for the top four? Do we just say Chelsea are uh, nailed on to do it? Arsenal are bidding, you know, it'll take some time to get into what Ateta is doing. Uh, Jose Mourinho starting them like we've seen. They just lost Harry Kane, got Son coming back. You feel there's just too much of a you know, to to solve there in defense and attack for Jose Mourinho to make it into the top four. Yeah, well, I mean, aside that, we're also seeing signs of um, the old Jose that we used to know. You know, the antics he tried to pull off um, at the Southampton bench, trying to look into their tactics. You know, trying to be funny. But that was a legend. Try, <laughs> trying to make some, you know, <laughs> comments, passing comments, and everything. You will see that he's um, he has been wound up already, and I mean, we're just we're just in January, so. I don't know. Uh, for another thing is, the, is it, isn't that the Jose we like to see? <laughs> we like to see that Jose. <laughs> that Jose I, like I, I actually don't think that um, he was particularly wound up. Actually, I feel like I he, think that he did that intentionally yeah. because Spurs were going to lose that game. And um, if you if you check it, I, I know I, so I don't like to give too much, Yeah, I don't like to give too much credit to managers when they do stuff like that. But I do think that it was intentional. He wanted to take the attention away from the result because in the end, everybody was like, "Oh, good old Jose, we, lo- we love Jose, we miss this Jose." Box office. That's what he wanted because by the end of the game, nobody was really talking about the fact that yeah. Spurs looked really horrible. You know, I think that's what he was doing. But the problem is usually mm-hmm. that sometimes I think he gets carried away with it. And eventually gets wound up unintentionally. So um, it starts off as jokes and all of that, but eventually it could, you know, turn into that. And that's where you know he has to be wary. But overall, um, sports don't look anything like. In fact, you, you called it a race. You said top four. Would there be a top four race? <laughs> I don't. In fact, <laughs> I think they are catwalking forward at this point because everybody's just losing or drawing or something before you know it Liverpool will be like 40 points ahead of the rest but um I think it's probably going to be the team that is less bad or not as bad as the rest, the rest. just like last yeah. season yeah, just like last, last season. season just like last season everyone's throwing the way and then someone so just could, gets you one could, point could have some shuffling um before before the season ends yeah certainly a couple of games uh, to go in the Premier League well we've just uh, got past the halfway point so Certainly going to be an interesting, uh, maybe at the bottom of the table where we've seen West Ham pick up a couple of points. I pick up three points under uh, David Moyes with a 4-0 win over <laughs> Burnmouth. Burnmouth might just be in that relegation battle mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in quite some time. Well, then let's move on to uh, the theme of the podcast today, which is pretty much centered across around Nigerian footballers who we think should be making a step up in their careers, especially in the new decade, more so in 2020. Let's start off with Leon Balogun because we just finished with the Premier League. Brighton and Albion, the move hasn't quite uh, materialized uh, to perfection the way we thought it would be. He was in the ascendancy in Nigeria football uh, with uh, the um, second half of the yellow wall, uh, the Trust Ekong. How has it 
become that his stock has dropped so much in the space of what 12 months um i think going to brighton was always kind of like a trap move for leon Balogun because brighton had an established centre-back pairing before he even got there and ostensibly was coming in as kind of like a backup player. And um, for a player at that age, being a backup is kind of difficult because you sort of, at that age, you need rhythm more than more than ever. So, um, and that was further exacerbated by the fact that um, Shindofi and Luis Donk basically never got injured or suspended necessarily. So... I felt in his first season, whenever he had a chance to come in, he did relatively well when he did. But, you know, that's a, that's a role that's really difficult for a veteran to be playing. So now they've brought in Adam Webster and they have a new manager and he has his ideas. And Leon has basically not gotten a look in um, so far this season. So it's it's tough. It's really tough for him. Uh, he had kind of had Nigeria, which was his refuge. But then uh, we know and what happened when he had that disastrous game at the AFCON against Madagascar. That that huge error, and that was pretty much it because um, he had struggled for he had struggled for form, yeah. but based on incumbency, he was just getting you know um, starts in the team. So it was almost like the coaching crew were looking for an excuse to, to leave him out of the team, team. take him out of the team. So once he demonstrated that little bit of um, vulnerability, he was like, okay, yeah, you weren't playing anyway, so yeah. you know, get <laughs> get on get on over to the bench. So that was pretty much it done for him. And since then. With no minutes at club level, he's not even had the chance to win back um, his position. And we've seen the rise of Shimi Ajayi as well. And um, Kenneth Omero now is playing well. He's playing at Leganeth by his most recent injury. Chidozi Awazim too has gone to Leganeth and he's also doing well. So yeah. that it's almost like an imperfect storm for Leon Balogun at the moment. Uh, well, yeah, he needs a move. He did make uh, 10 appearances in the 2018-19 season for Brighton. He hasn't made any appearance. Uh, this season so far. No, he's, he's play, I think he's played in the cup. Played in the cup, right? Yes, he played one yeah. cup game and he did really well actually. But you know, oh, yeah, yeah. And of course, he was. Um, I mean, Graham Porter was a question in the press conference, like you alluded to just before we came on air, yeah. about uh, Leon Balogun's availability, and he said he was injured during yes, the Christmas. Yes, he was ill during the Christmas period. So. But then, of course, a January transfer window gives a chance to possibly move somewhere. Uh, Alexis was talking about the Norwich as a possible destination. Is he? Not that kind of defender Norwich need. He's a ball playing centre half. If you yes. go by um, the popular uh, appellation, categoriz- yes. categorization, um, is that a possible move? Uh, I I don't know if it's possible, but it it halfway makes sense in that, like you said, he can he's comfortable on the ball. But there's also the fact that the way Norwich play exposes their defenders a lot, and there's a lot of space that the defenders need to cover. But Logan really does not have the mobility for that, if all things considered. So, like I said, it halfway makes sense. But uh, and of course, Daniel Farker, of course, has a has a history. Um, he's from Germany, yeah. So Leon has that going for him. It's possible, but I don't. See that that would necessarily solve Norwich's problems mm. at the back. Norwich already have um, Grant Hanley, who is an old yeah, man. who is hundred years old. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> having two old men, it's like well, it's quite interesting. Let's move on to another Nigerian player who has picked up the slack in the last three months or there about uh, Kelechi Hanacho, who has been in uh, some good form for Leicester City, uh, Cerebron. It's a good time for him, especially off the back of a, a very trying period, both in Nigerian football and in European football. He looks like um, a real bona fide backup striker for uh, Jamie Vardy now. I think he's almost just uh, pipped the likes of uh, Demarai Gray into yeah. uh, being uh, the next you know, yeah, goal scorer for Leicester. What have you made of his performances? 
Well, I think he's been very good. He's taking his chances very well. I mean, he's he's been because in the modern game, you need numbers. You can't be having one goal in 20 games or something. So, obviously, he has he has stepped up very well, especially this Christmas period when Vardy's wife <laughs> put to bed. They said to ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the nightmare of FPL managers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but like overall, though, uh, I think he needs to run out of there. I think he's he's felt too comfortable, and he probably wouldn't feel that way once his contract is coming. You know, close to, and then yeah. because then you start to feel like, okay, where am I going next? Um, am I going to be able to get another huge contract like this and all of that? I think the fact that he's just been earning money and all of that probably has made him get carried away. Um, personally, I think that he should go go to France. Probably, I think France is the best place for him because I don't I don't see any current Premier League team that he can really start in at this point in time. Everyone just seems to have you know, they are stable starter and then a bunch of backups and all that. So I think um, if he's looking out, he should look to France perhaps where he can go back to working on himself and working and growing, you know, as yeah. a footballer. Because it just feels like he has stagnated. He's he's playing in a team where they don't really need him like that. They just need him when, you know, Vardy is not around or something. And it's just not been good for his career so far. I don't know what he was thinking when he joined Leicester. I think he was probably more money motivated. But um, now he needs to, needs to prioritize his career. Maybe go to Netherlands, maybe go to France, or maybe even go to Spain. And, you know, and be the, the star man of a, a yeah. certain team. Well, at the but, time he joined Leicester, just to add to what you said, at the time he joined Leicester, they were playing with two up front. So it was it was an interesting um, move for him. He, he felt um, he Okazaki was already um, winding down winding already down, and yeah. then he could partner Vardy up top, which has been good for some games. But like you said, a lot of times, um, Brendan Rodgers prefers to play Vardy Alone up up front and yeah. in the last couple of games they've played together, you know, before Vardy's uh, yeah, wife yeah, I've, actually, I, I actually I don't really agree that Johan actually needs to go anywhere. To be honest, I think there are different types of players. I think some players just have to accept that um, in modern football there are rules that they cannot play. I've not seen anything, much as Yanacho has been impressive, I've not seen anything in his play to suggest that he can lead the line. He does not quite have Vardy's movement. There was a particular passage of play against um, Newcastle. I think they, they beat Newcastle 3-0, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a passage of play there where... Um, I, I, yes, I think he was... Well, he I passed the ball no, behind him. No, that's, that, 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 that's not even the... I, 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 rem- I forget exactly what... I think it was the goal that Madison scored, yes. Okay. Um, the ball was playing to Madison. Now, Yanacho made a run, but he was coming into the play. Now, there's something Vardy does which makes him very effective in the box, is that he tries to create separation between himself and the defenders. So, Vardy would have made the opposite run to be open for a pass, but Ian actually just ran into the centre, and it's pretty. It's great that Madison had the shot and scored anyway, because that sort of negated that bit of poor movement. But I've not seen anything from Ian actually that suggests he can lead the line alone. If he were to go somewhere else where he becomes the main man there's a lot of expe- expectation on the shoulders to carry the goal of the team I don't think he can do that I think he has a role at Leicester where right. increasingly as Leicester cement themselves in the top three teams will begin to see deeper and deeper against them we saw that against Everton and then he's useful in that he can come in and partner Vardy and play alongside and he also gives Brendan Rodgers an option to switch formations Rogers, that's something Rodgers likes to do anyway yeah. if he goes to a team who are wedded to a particular system with one striker and he has to start I think that would totally kill his 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 mojo at the moment. Yeah. So I think he's fine with Personally I don't I don't I think I think the real issue here is that Yanacho is not a nine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not. Well, is, never is, isn't that the plus in the last couple of uh, weeks that 
we've almost seen him in a position that he's been stable for quite some time. Because normally we've had this conversation in Nigerian football, where is his best position? Does he play as number 10? Does he play on the left? He's been pretty much tried across the, the front three. But at Leicester, recently, we've seen him in a position that is effective for him. But he still plays behind Vardy, even when he plays for Leicester. Not so much behind Vardy as alongside. I, he, he and I try is, like, like you just alluded, he's a really weird player. He's not, a, he's not a number nine, but he's a great finisher. So everybody wants to have him in that in zone. That zone. He's not a number reminds 10. Reminds me of myself. Mason actually. Greenwood almost. <laughs> actually reminds me of myself. But, but yeah, but like someone like Mason Greenwood, days. Greenwood has the pace to play wide. Right. Now that is a big drawback for Yana. He doesn't have outright pace, but he can finish. He can play a final ball, but his um, his first touch is not great. His associative play, he's trying to improve that, but he's really not great. So it's kind of hard to figure out where to use him. He's a very specific player. So I feel since they found a way to use him and make him effective and useful, especially in a team that is doing well, I think he should just stay where he is. I, I think that um, that's probably why I, um, the Leicester move was the wrong move. Because at the time that Yanacho was joining them, he still had a lot to develop in his game. You know that that associative play that you talked about, and all those other things, and those are things that you don't you don't deliver on as a 25 million player in a Leicester team that have you know big ambitions. You go to a place where there's not much attention, where you can focus you know on yourself and building your game, and that coaches actually have the time to say, okay, mm, yeah. I want to you know I want to give these youngsters a chance to build and all that. At Leicester, they play you twice, you don't score. Oh guy, we pay 25 but, million. But for I think you. the bigger issue was that. He where he was playing for Guardiola, he played it up front and he had those numbers. So, I think he started from Pellegrini. So people yeah. people began to expect it was like a him to score and a lot of goals. He had the best goal per game break. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that, that was that was the problem, problem yeah. comparing yeah. to Rashford and all those things. So people now started expecting a lot of things from him and he wasn't that kind of player actually. He just was playing in a very good team good and system. then had all the deliveries. I think he should play I think, in, a, in a team. He should go to a team that played four four two. Yeah. Um, and a team where the creative body is actually then. not on the SS. No, 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 no. Bolly, Bolly, Bolly are machines. I'm not sure. I'm not I'm sure he would be able to. No, I'm, just, no, I'm just kidding. Of course, let's move on to another Nigerian striker who has been uh, blazing the charts, especially in 2019. Uh, the one whose hair is uh, painted platinum. Victor Simen had a great time in 2019. 2019, yeah. I'm actually think, feeling like um, wearing, <laughs> yeah, that, that wearing, transition. Yeah, that transition. Um, but it's it's been a great start to life for him at Leo. A lot of people suggest he shouldn't stay too long there. It doesn't become you know you know stale and all that stuff. Is it just the right time in 2020 to probably seek a move uh, somewhere else? Um, has he developed all the parts of his games that probably deserves a, a step up to another place, Solis? I I don't I don't see that there's a massive need really for Simon to be leaving Lille at the moment. I, he's he's in an environment where there's not so much expected of him. I mean, of of course, he carries a goal scoring burden for the team, but you know, there's not a massive amount of pressure, and the team, at least for the most part, plays to his strengths and plays to um, service him. And he's um, he's looked really good. He's showing other parts of his game, different kinds of finishes he has in his locker. And I I don't I think down the line, a couple of years down the line, there's there's prospect for him to move on, but definitely not now. It just seems really early. Well the the case we're making for Osimen actually, you know, we're talking on the group um yesterday between ourselves uh, and Olakunle who who happens not to be here was saying that a move to Leipzig would be interesting for him given that um, you have Timo Werner leaving in the summer. 
you know, um, he's that kind of player that fits in perfectly to the system. And uh, no disrespect, but I think he can he can do better than Super than Leipzig. Well, well, but Leipzig really. Yeah. Well, Leipzig because Leipzig are pushing for for the Bundesliga this yeah, year. Yeah, I so get not that. Like they're like I pushovers. I'm talking about. I mean, if you are linked with Barcelona, you are linked with FC Bayern. <laughs> There's no reason why you should go to. Leipzig. I don't think Ihena Charles got to that point in his I game where Ihena Charles got to Sorry, Osimen. sorry, Victor Osimhen has not gotten to that point in his game where he can start for Barca or Bayern. So let's not be unrealistic. Yeah, but also, you have to think of the fact that um, I don't. First of all, I don't think that it's in his hands. Where what happens with his career in the next six months? I don't think it's in his hands because here's what's going to happen: Lille need money. Yes. They they need money. What th- that's why they buy all these players. You know they they scout very well. You, they buy you cheap two million in one season. You bring sixty million. Yeah, if someone, if one team should come and drop eighty million or sixty million for Osimhen, they won't say eh, we need to prioritize your develop development or something. They are going to sell him once. I think that's that's what's going to happen. So um, it just depends. And also, I don't think a team like, like Leipzig will actually bring the kind of money that Lille are expecting for Simen because Simen has really like blown their minds, and the hype is very, very, very much. And I'm I'm very, very certain they want to start a bidding war at some point over him. And I think that if the only chance is that that he has of staying at Lille, which I think is the best solution for him actually i think he should stay like one more season and solidify solidify himself instead of just running out but the only way he will stay at Lille, the only way from what i see is if nobody brings that money i mean pepe almost stayed at what is he worth now no i I don't think he's up to 60 i think between 40 and 50 million Lille will never take anything below 60 million but i I can bet you i think i think this comes right down to a problem with football generally in that the gap between the absolute elite and the rest is widening yeah i think osimen is at is at a stage in his career when he where he needs an intermediate step but there Mm, are really no intermediate steps just now a club like if they had their their selves together you know, in a, in an ideal world, a club like say AC Milan would actually be really good. I think that mm. that profile of club, but we all know how things are over there. So I I'm struggling to see a top team that plays in such a way that services Osimhen at the moment. That's and really, that would actually and, be able to pay. Yes, you know, yeah. the asking it's, it's, price. It's yeah, I think I think maybe I I put I put this out on Twitter a bit of fantasy booking. I think. If he could, there's a variable if he could handle the pressure of, but I think the kind of forward he could develop into is someone who could maybe replace Robert Lewandowski along the line. Mm, yeah. If he could handle the pressure of Bayern, which, yeah. is, which is a crazy place. <laughs> that's itself. very, very big. But, very, but that's I like think he asset. can. From what that's, I've seen at Lille, the guy is incredible. He, he looks like a player who, you know, who takes to whatever level he's played yeah. really well. He, yep. has, he has that humility about him in that he gets in there and he fits in right away and he puts his head down and he works yeah. hard. He's like so a woman. Did he score against Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, he, he scored against Chelsea. He yeah, scored yeah. against Valencia. To be interesting yeah. to, 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 <laughs> to see him go to... I mean, we know that uh, Lewandowski you know, probably is winding down right now and might, might want to maybe make one big move before his career ends. It'll be interesting to see how um, nah, Bayern. I, I don't think. If, if Bayern, is, let's leave, just put it out there. I think he's going put, to retire. As Bayern, if, if Bayern yeah. Munich came in for Victor Simon in the summer, yeah, that would be interesting. Would, would it be a move you would ex, you know like, expect him yeah. to, move, to make? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, yeah. he would understudy Lewandowski for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. I think Lewandowski has some two, three years at the top still. 
two, yeah. maybe two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a move that I think would benefit him. But my only issue with a club like Bayern, or like my only issue with Bayern specifically, first of all, I don't really like them. My only issue with them is that um, they have so much going on upstairs. They, I mean, um, they were linked to Pepe. It's a very political last summer. Club, yeah. yeah, they were linked to Pepe last summer, and the reason why they said that they didn't want to buy Pepe was that they just they just made up some things. Say it's not good in tight space. That why is that all his goals are from counters? Have you looked at him? Like, have you really looked at him? Because there were a lot of things they were saying. It was just it just felt like you know what they were just arrogant. Like, yeah, Omo, you don't have the star quality yes, they were looking yes, for. Exactly. We want right. someone with what you get. And I don't know if Osimen is someone that they would also look at like that and at some point decide that you know what this guy is Nigerian. It doesn't. I mean, what yeah. does it do for our brand? Right, it's quite those kind I mean, of things. To be fair, I mean, you you have a market of two hundred million people. I'm sure that could do a lot for. Uh, yeah, of course. But I don't brand. think bands think like that. Well, they they think more in terms of themselves rather like, than the bigger the bigger yeah, picture. Yeah, the bigger pictures. Right yeah. then, let's move on to another Nigerian striker who uh, joined uh, Monaco from Everton uh, last summer, and we're gonna stay with uh, Cerebron here. That's Henry Onyekuru. <laughs> Didn't quite get that work permit to enable him play at Everton, Everton but yeah. we did see him. I think it was in the championship at some point in time. Wasn't it? No, 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 no. no, no. It wasn't championship. Right. We went to um, Turkey. Went to Turkey, Turkey actually. Right. right. Went, went yeah, to Turkey. Went to but he actually was the one we felt like could be the real replacement for Johnny Gallo. He got pace. He could finish at the time. It looks like all those qualities have dissipated almost. And Victor Osimhen has become the one who we prefer. Henry Oyekuru. Yeah. Henry Oyekuru. Uh, yeah, Osimhen has stepped Onyoku. stepped up. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, okay. yeah. I actually got that right. right. Yeah, yeah. Osimhen has stepped up and you know has taken that spot that we thought was meant for Henry. But I think Henry's issues at Monaco have been more about Jadim than anything. It wasn't really that he didn't. Of course, it's very hard for you but to hasn't start. Hasn't Jadim when, been fired now? Yeah, he has been fired, which is why I'm surprised that you know he's still going ahead with the Galatasaray move because. Jadim was a problem at Monaco. Um, there were issues that came up. Jadim was very money oriented. There's this thread on Twitter that I have been sharing to different people. Um, it details what Jadim was really doing at the back. You know, he became like a lord at that club, and he was trying. It was all about the money. He was very, very greedy. All about money and um, all about money. In what sense? Money, like making money off players of you know certain certain situations so does this validate the argument that uh, the club didn't take out Mbappe and the rest and by Bakayoko from his hands he was the one who oriented those moves I think he was fine with that because that was the I argument think, that was made at the time you know it, that the, it wasn't the, some helpless young person Monaco he's team. very very strong in he was very very strong in Monaco and after they fired him and things didn't time. get better yeah when they hired him back that, that, that like getting that, him back yeah, that was that like for that cemented yeah that for that cemented there, yeah. his you authority, know, his authority. So he used to he used to play players. I mean, a lot of their young players hated Jadim. Um, Ronnie Lopez that went to Sevilla ran away because he hated Jadim. Like a lot of their players just hated Jadim because he was very greedy. He used to bench players unnecessarily. He used to play underperforming players and all of that. So um, personally, I don't think it's a reflection on. Onyekuru himself right. that he was not able to get in. Of course, there was also the fact that Slimani and Benyeda were playing blinders every week for a Monaco team that was, you know, really not playing well apart from in attack. But also, he didn't. I don't think he got a fair chance under Jadim. And of course, I think the motives from Jadim's point of view. Jadim, I don't think Jadim wanted him in the first place. So when he was signed, 
Jardim like, okay, who's this guy? Sit down on the bench and all that. Yeah. But now that there's a new manager, I think it's an opportunity for you to now prove yourself. And I don't see... But but also, there's also the problem that um, Onyekuru seems to be someone that is obsessed with Turkey. I think that's his comfort zone and he loves the place. I heard that he used to take flights just to cut Get his hair. That, that, <laughs> was, that was insane. Yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, you, I mean, you, you can't... You, I mean, you can make a case for him because he, he scored 16 and had six, um, six assists last season. Yeah, but you have left there now. The reason why you left there was to advance your career. You're right. trying to move forward. You're, what, 23 or something? And you're trying to move forward. You've left Turkey. You have put it behind. They've told you, bye-bye. Go and have a great career ahead. And it's like, it, it, they love him there, to be fair. Now, you've gone to Monaco. You didn't quite get chances to prove yourself. I don't think going back really helps you because it just it just feels like you failed, even if that's not the case. Well, like you said, so, comfort zone. Yeah. So, if another club wants to sign you now, they'll look and say, oh, he failed. That thing is, is a big issue. Like, it happened with Salah. Because when Liverpool wanted to sign Salah, everyone was like, but he didn't do anything at Chelsea. Why are you signing this guy? He's not good. He's probably playing well there because that's his level or they are not good right. enough there. To right. get, get that kind of thing. And it's also happened with Tovin as well. Um, Tovin has not really gotten as much interest as he should get because, yeah, because he went to England, Newcastle. started three games and everyone called him a flop. If you see the headlines, it's always Newcastle flop Tovin. Newcastle flop Tovin linked to Arsenal. Newcastle flop. And I think that's something that also follows follow someone like Henry. They will call him a flop once he goes back. Mm. So you you have something to prove. I don't see why you're, you're, you're you know, going back. So I think you should stay, but I don't see it. I think the the the, the, the talks are already advanced and right. it looks like he's going back to Galatasaray. To Galatasaray. Well, it's never so bad to go back to a place that gives you um, some sort of a comfort in, in, in that sense. But hey, we get the point uh, Seribon is making. Well then, um, certainly one of the players that needs to uh, make that big step in his career as far as Nigerian footballers go and uh, we're certainly hoping that the moving Galatasaray is a springboard for uh, more success. Just to wrap it up on that conversation, guys, how many big moves or how many moves can you do you have in you before you're written off completely or uh, you you know become a real success? I'm going to stay with you, Solis. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a um, cut and dried formula to that. I think it just depends on how you perform and what you do in and of course the circumstances but like um like Sherry Brown said when when it comes to certain players there's a perception that sticks uh i i see what he's saying but i also think for a player like Onyekuru at his age it's actually more important to be playing games at this point because this is a player who knows he has ability you know he knows he has some ability but he struggled for um, for regular game time. The only place where he's found it and he's found acceptance at Galatasaray and now he's come to mainland Europe in France and similarly struggled. So I think at this point, just going somewhere where he can feel loved and where he can play football is more feel important. Safe. Yes, is yeah. kind of more important. And there's also the fact that um, Robert Moreno, who um, Monaco have just appointed, is relatively inexperienced as a manager. Um, I think this is his first club job yeah. that he's taking. So there's a lot of variables that no one really knows what his system, is, what his preferred system is going to be. So there's a good how chance for how he's going to, going to set yeah. the system up. So um, staying there, while we can say, okay, he can stay there and fight for his place, but we don't really know what Moreno is about. Yeah. We don't know if Nyekuri is going to fit in. He doesn't know if he's going to fit how in. How about so. you get a loan deal to a fellow French club? 
I can think of four, five French clubs. Another French club, yes. That, exactly. That would be, so that it's not be, be that he failed in France. Right. It's just be that he didn't get opportunities at mm. Monaco and he got another chance to prove himself. What when are the you options you're back, looking at for him? Yeah, that, that, at, that, um, that, that comes back to what we're saying about the comfort zone. So yeah, that is something. I'm looking at clubs like Nîmes, um, Rhymes. Rhymes are a very defensive team, but they are very they are lacking a lot in attack. In fact, they are so thin in attack. They need somebody. That's the kind of team where Onyekuru would shine, absolutely shine. And, you know, when you think of... There are many clubs like that, you know, that are looking for people. Toulouse have Yaya Sanogo starting. I mean, they, and they're terrible. <laughs> so, if you have someone like that that goes to a bad team or a team that is not really performing and he's able to shine even with all the circumstances around. And, I mean, it's still France. So And they are, they are very, very, very kind in France. They are very kind. They don't care how many times you fail or how many times you've, you, know, you have issues. When you go somewhere and you shine once... They'll say, okay, this guy is clear has there. something. But in yeah. England, for instance, if you go to England and you play two matches and they don't, I yeah. mean, how many games do you have play? They still call him a flop because of a corner kick. Right. So, you know, all those kind of, so no matter what he does, he might dribble the whole Barcelona team today, but he's still a flop. He's still that guy. Uh, but yeah. you, I mean, Danny Ings. Danny Ings stopped at Liverpool, but yeah. he's doing well now. Yeah, oh, but he's that, English. But, yeah, but he's exactly. English, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's, not someone, he's not someone coming in who the English media feel has to prove some kind mm. of point, yeah. Yeah. which is the hang, mental hang-up they have. So, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Um, does it then become a case of Nigerian players across European football not having adequate representation in terms of agents, uh, the, the economic rights, the people who hold the economic rights? Because like Sarebon has rightly mentioned, you can, there's, there, if you have adequate representation you your name spark, your name should be yeah you can yes, spark you know, conversations on the tables yeah. of various clubs yeah. mm. um, even after you have yeah. bad spells you should i mean if you had an agent like Raiola or George Mendes instantly in fact as he wasn't getting games at they'll start instantly and that's another thing by the way um George Mendes and um Jadim are buddies so Jardim was don't like also. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> no, he's he's like club. He has a hang of Valencia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, Jardim was playing Mendes guys. His Mendes guys, because it's all about money for them. Yeah, they sign Mendes guys so that okay. they will get caught from the sign-on fee and all of that. It happened at Valencia with Nuno, you know, and that's kind of look is happening at Wolves, but at least it's more balanced now. Um, Nuno is more balanced now about who he selects. But people like Pedro Neto came because they are Jardim people not because of any special talent they might be talented they're Mendes people the, yeah but the main sorry Judge Mendes people but the main is there a difference Jadim Mendes people <laughs> basically <laughs> that's true yeah, yeah. So, same WhatsApp group exactly I, I, so um, I think representation matters I think it matters a lot uh, Nigerian players I don't think they, their agents ha- uh, are that invested in or their vocal. actual yeah. or vocal yeah. enough yeah. you need crazy agents yeah. in this football world yeah, and and, and one of the things as an agent is having a a contact list and influence as much as you know we do, when the influence becomes overbearing it's a problem but that's something you need to have an, as an agent we saw um yesterday the news broke that um organically table is going to get okay. on loan for the rest of the season now this from stoke now that stoke great, transfer yeah. was something that really should never have happened he had never. a great world cup and he just totally it was like it's like he's wasted 18 months didn't of he his make career. that move before he the made world the move cup. before the world cup he should have Which you know an, an agent an agent would say okay wait wait after play the world cup. At the world there's cup. no your performance rise, you know yeah. you know but 
you know, we have people representing our players who don't really see the long, who don't play the long game, who don't see, you know, how their clients' prospects can improve by making certain strategic choices or not making them, you know, what you don't do is just as important as what you do in certain cases. So now Etebo is having to kind of repair his career all over again, going to get up, which is a great move for him. Yeah, um, let's see how he fits in at Borderlands. Yeah, his his just, energy would be great. I just remembered, uh, yeah, he he would be very good at get up. I just remembered a story, um, Iditoshi Nakata, mm. when he went to the World Cup in '98. The reason why his hair was gold or painted gold was that he wanted to be seen on yeah he wanted to yeah. be noticed <laughs> I mean it, it's, it's, it, but it's, it's, it's basic psychology yeah, you know? yeah. it sounds a bit corny but you know these but are smart. things that yeah. they draw the eyes you know it's just and some yeah. things are things that agents should be imagine, just try to imagine that um, Usimen was signed to Rayola Oh, you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, you every, can't, every conversation you'll be, for every, every top club, every top club because, see because especially exactly. there's, there's Haaland, this, there's right? this yeah, fetish. Haaland, exactly. There's this fetish most top clubs have about their striker. They always feel like we need to improve our striker. Our striker is not quite good enough. So in that situation, you would see Osimhen linked with everybody, everybody right yeah, about now. Yeah. But yeah. So, mean, so how, do we, how do we how do we get how do we get? Nigerian I think I think for us um, for us as journalists and pundits, we we need to also create a lot of conversations around these players. And the players also need to partner with. Journalists, yeah, journalists, yeah. yeah. You know, like like we're making a case for for Balogun to 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 move to Norwich. It could just be a conversation we could just start, and, and you know, it's, yeah, it could have a ripple effect. You don't know sure. who would read it. You don't know um, which media outlet to pick it up. You know, so we need to have more conversations around these players and give them that um, that, that hype, uh, yeah, <laughs> that push, that fist uh, lift, that push. Yeah. yeah, true. Certainly. Right then, a uh, great conversation, I must say. Uh, let's then move on to uh, a Nigerian striker that possibly uh, has become uh, maybe permanently the doldrums, Isaac's success. Then uh, he currently plays for Watford. It's interesting, Watford actually doing well under Nigel Pearson. He looks like the, the principal of a, of, a, of a school with his glasses in the post-match press conferences. But in the 2019-2018-19 season, he started uh, 27 games, scored just one goal. When you see him play, you feel like there is much more he can give with his physique. He's got a bit of burst of pace uh, sometimes, maybe a bit of niftiness in his footwork. But then it all just dissipates after a couple of uh, minutes. What has been the problem with uh, Isaac's success then? Uh, For success? um, So I sort of have a relationship with um, a friend who happens to know his agent. And what what he told me was that for success, um, when he made that move, he was... um, a bit distracted, you know. He was earning, I think it was about it's about eighty five thousand pounds per per week. And wow. Yeah, and what success began to do was to go clubbing and everything. And you know, he had an issue that that uh, made the headlines. I think that was yeah. two years ago, where a year ago actually, a year ago where he was involved with the, the red light district. Yeah. So I know, and then he was involved with the hooker as well. So, mm. um, I don't you know the talent is there, and he he is at a club where. You know they have a partnership with um, the um, the club owner has um, owns other clubs. Granada, so, yeah, Granada and um, Udinese. Granada and Udinese. Yeah, yeah. So they brought him in, you know, to to also play for 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 a daughter club. He had the opportunity last season, you know, but this season is his 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 game time has been limited because they have. Um, Sa, you know they have Welbeck as well. would never go away. And exactly. So, <laughs> so unfortunately for him, I feel like when those transfers were made, it was evident that they didn't believe that he was good enough to start for the club, and he could have just made a long move away because he still has about three, two or three years in his contract, twenty five year deal. So, mm. I feel like you know, just like we've been That's saying, his agent should have 
um, being able to. But then you, you can't for for these players as well. Some of these players are not determined enough. They don't have the drive. They don't have the discipline. They don't have discipline. They how don't do have the you, drive as well. How do you well. get a deal like that? And instead of focusing on growing, because I mean, money has come all of a sudden, and you have a five-year yeah, deal, so you yeah, know, no matter what happens. But that, but that's that's precisely why I don't really agree. I don't think as said, success needs a move. To be honest, because a move is not his problem. I think well. no, there yeah. is there is nobody at unless you're at Real Madrid or Barcelona that is paid eighty five thousand pounds a week that the club does not expect something from. Mm. So it is very clear that success has a role to play. Is at he really Watford. earning eighty five thousand pounds? Well, if, if 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 he is, I mean, if 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 success buckles down and actually wants to play football, he can play football right there at Watford. Yeah, that's what I think. I think the problem is that his head is not in the right place. I think he likes the trappings of football without, you know, actually what comes with it, which is the dedication mm. and the discipline and the commitment to the game. I think he lacks that. And I'm I don't think he would regret that, would regret that at all. Maybe if he cancelled his contract or something, which obviously can happen. Can happen. But uh, a move like on loan or something or move away, I don't think it will address yeah. I think we'll just see More him continue to do what he's doing or probably on less money but or something. Please, where is right. agent? That's the thing. In all of this, this you know. is yeah, but agents are exactly to agents are supposed to look out for players. them, and that even like, even if that includes you know taking your client by the ear and saying, hey, what are you doing? Why are you messing exactly. this up for us? Because that's part but, of the that's your that's your part of the services you vend. Exactly, it's not just about the percentages and what you can get out of it. Yeah, to be able to represent their players well. Yeah, I was I was saying this about Otto, and people were like, I'm crazy. Otto at Barca. Yeah, you know, he had that issue. Did you really get arrested? I don't know if it's true, oh, but I said me. if true, you go what an STD or yeah. yeah I said like if that true, the, the agent has some responsibility, and people were saying, ah, come on, is the agent going to follow him into the bedroom? But guess what happens with professional footballers? The agent is the one that organizes the person. Their lives he are police. Test the person, right? He test the person that he's about to have sex with. Supply the person, in fact, all of that, and make sure that that kind of thing doesn't happen on his watch, because it's also a bad look for you as an agent that your client went on a tangent. On your watch, so right. I, 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 I feel like it's true. I mean, you well, could come so up with the story to even. But he has been out since, and they keep telling us every time it's growing, 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 growing. That's very suggestive. It's very suggestive. Could have been a hamstring, but it chose to be a growing. Yeah, it's just making growing. Chose to be a growing. All right, then the Isaac success conversation. Hopefully, 2020 is the year he maybe steps up to the plate and, like Solis mentioned, plays some good football at Watford certainly not now because they need players who are scoring uh, instantly right then let's get on to one who has been uh, a shining light for Nigerian football and I dare say the entirety of Spanish football Samuel Chukwueze it's uh, a name that pretty much strikes fears into defenders and I think he's on the same level maybe is he a level ahead of Nicolas Pepe in that regard he has not had a season like Pepe had last season Pepe took a team that was 17th and carried him to second. And he was the guy. He was the main man. He was the one winning all the penalties. He had 11 assists. He had 22 goals. I mean, that's, that's you know, another level. But they're a similar, they're a similar kind of. Yeah, they are. Player. They are. Um, what has he not perfected? Chukweze is probably yet? a more effortless dribbler. Mm. But I think Chukweze has issues with a bit of consistency, a little bit of consistency. And also, um, in that final third, his productivity is still not up to scratch. I mean, goals or assists or something. Football, that's the currency of football Numbers. right now. Yeah, that's Numbers. the currency of football right now. Stats. 
stats, numbers, goals. I mean, um, I'm going to give you an example. Ferran Torres, Valencia player, um, he's 19 years old. For like six months, he was playing really well. But there was no attention. Nobody was really talking about him. He was playing really well. Whenever he would come in, he would play well, he would ball. Nobody was talking about him. But guess what? In the past two, three months, he has scored like six goals, had like three assists or four assists, and he has been pulling out of his skin. But as soon as it was as soon as he started scoring goals and getting assists that the hype flew and then they started linking him up uh, linking him with clubs like, you know, I think what was that club again? Was he um at Liverpool or something? They started linking him with clubs because he started scoring goals. That's what Chukweze needs to do. Yes, we know that you can dribble players. But now they don't want to see that. Or this club. It's got to be, be told categorically. Except you are English. The currency of the game is, is the numbers. You've got to rack up numbers. And, and, and to be, to be f- and unfortunately for him, he's signed um, to Rock Nation Sports. So he yeah. has yeah. a good structure around him. So structure around should him, yeah. be able to be guided well to, to know how to improve his game. Mm. And, yeah, and I mean, last season it was acceptable, acceptable for him not to do numbers. Right. Say, because it was like a breakout yeah, right. season. Oh, everyone's excited about this guy. But now, everyone's eyes are on you. So yes. now they want you to, okay, give and, us numbers. And, I mean, and, and more, more crucially, defenders know what they're up against with Chukwese. And Chukwese is no longer unknown. Everyone knows, okay, this is what... Exactly. And he, because of that, he has, there's a responsibility on him to vary his game, to do different things, to give defenders different looks. And he's, he's not quite shown that as consistently as he should. Um, there's also the fact that he doesn't often play for the team as much as he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've one of the things about Chukwueze that from the moment I saw, I kind of did not like. I know it's trivial and it may seem a little bit old man complaints, but I do not like his celebration because there's some, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't oh, like yeah. the celebration to where he turns around and he holds up his shirt. And I mean, it was fine like the first couple of times, but after a while, you're part of the team now. You're part of a collective. Yeah. I don't feel like drawing so much attention to yourself mm. as sauce, the man. Sauce, please. I, sauce. I, it's, yeah, I mean, it's great sauce. to say that. Sauce, yeah, cool, sauce. But I don't, I don't think he should be. I think after a while, he should like rein it in a bit and be like, okay, yeah. give a little bit of credit to... to I mean, it's yeah, a to small me, thing, but right to the there. person that assists ah, you, okay, yeah, you, this is about, I like what you did, great. It kind of, it builds a kind of team spirit, team yeah. spirit thing going yeah. on. So I think, you know, more productivity in the final third, more unpredictability, yeah, more associative play with his teammates, acknowledging them a little bit more would help him, I think. I, I certainly agree with Sol- uh, Solis on this. I totally agree. That little things matter in the game. Mm. And it sends out some little signals that you might not uh, necessarily decipher. But like you mentioned, the Rock Nation um, uh, partnership is something that might be a productive um, you know, for process him for him going yeah. forward. Well, then I think we've pretty much uh, come to uh, the end of this conversation. There's one well, more player. There any, which, I wanted to ask if there's any player we yeah, haven't mentioned. Um, who, there's Emmanuel who, Dennis, there's Peter Lyon-Kar. No, there's one more player who is having a nice time in Lagos now, which uh, Solis knows a bit, a bit oh, about. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think he, you're talking about John Ogu. Exactly. Uh, who is also in need of a move. Uh yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's pretty obvious that a player who is not playing is a move, but, but uh, he kind of shot himself in the foot. I think he would be the first to admit that he shot himself in the foot by severing ties with um, Hapo Beshiba so con- decisively when he did. I mean, he had a good thing going there. Sure, it was not the most high-profile league, but he was a player who was very well-respected within the club and, and by him. the fans and love and everything. And he kind of turned his back on that and wanted to... There's nothing wrong with trying to better yourself, but that you have to be realistic. And not doing great at the Nations Cup, of course, kind of limited his options a little bit. So he's kind of stuck. 
but a move yeah he definitely needs one not only for his club career but also to see if he can still be um important within the national team setup so yeah Sorry, where's his agent know this i mean he he was on he was on a show um lock on the show yeah um and you know he did mention he was probably working to make a move in january um is the Premier League too far a stretch? For, yes, for uh, definitely. Stretch, I think yes. the Championship seems seems fair. I, the uh, Championship is a very intense league. It's 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 forty six games. It's very physical and brutal. We're halfway through, so a I lot mean, more so than the than the Premier League. Yeah. I, I I don't think England is even. A, I think the more important thing for him is to get a club where he's. This guy said Malta, but <laughs> England <laughs> is. You, nah. you get I, a good contract. He, yeah, he's he's thirty. He's thirty one now. Yes, uh, this is not the age where you are moving to England as the most high profile league you've ever played. And when you add the fact that he's not an especially mobile player anyway, so right? Nah, it doesn't it doesn't work. Then we're. Of Got to mention. Um, I think we've, we've got to also find out the agents of the players. Then mm. I think yeah, I think that, that I think it's something we're going to do yeah. for uh, a future episode where we literally get the top profile agents, the house Nigerian footballers, on their their um, you know ventures or whatnot, yeah. and really you know let's just know who these people are and how who are representing how they work yeah. and and whatnot. Uh, it's fair to say then that the biggest Nigerian footballer would be Wilfred Diddy, who is having a great time. We all agree she's staying in Leicester, isn't yeah. it? If a big move comes out for Wilfred in Arsenal. the summer, what? Where do you think he should go to? Arsenal, go. <laughs> just, just as a wrap up of the conversation, then. Should um, go to Arsenal. I think he's absolutely fine at Leicester. Leicester, I'll, 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 I'll put right Juventus, maybe? Uh, no, he Juventus are begging for midfielders now. When they went to buy Rabiu, Rabiu. <laughs> hasn't quite, he hasn't quite worked out well. Has hasn't it? worked look, out. Look, well. look, look yeah. I, I think Ndidi has a couple of things he does very well and he's doing them very well at Leicester. And Leicester have a system that accommodates what he doesn't do well. So I think he should... Yeah, actually, yeah. I, you know what I think? Yeah. I think that going, a move should not always be on the minds of players. We've well, seen it a lot of times. Players just shine and then they want to move and all that. I think sometimes it's okay to just be a club legend. Just stay at the club and enjoy yourself as, as long like as everything Mark is Noble working. Feel like Vardy. Like right. You don't have to go and play for Barcelona to have a great to career. A great career, exactly. you know? yeah. Like Vardy, like yeah. you said, you know, some some strikers, for instance, are mid-table strikers. They will make their... Look at Darren Bent. As soon as he left mid-table, I was trying to, yeah. you know, put him. <laughs> Next thing, Red now said, oh my God, my grandmother was called that. You know, those kind of things. Right. You get more yeah. attention and then sometimes the pressure is too much for you. But when you are where you are comfortable and you can do what you're doing and you can get the plaudits and all of that. And they would even, I mean, there's money in England. Everybody yeah, has money. Yeah. Well, but so they say, like they say, the higher the risk, the higher the returns. And also the greater the fall. Yeah. Well, greater right. the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic yeah. stuff then. Uh, it's been a great conversation, at least for the last uh, 40, uh, 45 minutes. And we're certainly going to uh, build on that conversation. And hopefully uh, the players in Nigerian football, Nigerian players, uh, get better representation then. Uh, thanks for uh, being a part of it, Wally. Yeah. It's been good to have you. Yeah, and we'll definitely work on, you know, having an article or a pod yeah. where we would review and see how um, we can maybe make these agents be more involved yeah. in these players. Uh, right then, uh, Solis, it's been good to have you. What is your 2020 uh, looking like? Any New Year resolutions? In- uh, that, I don't, I don't <laughs> believe in New Year resolutions. I think it's you know it's just another day. Everybody's happy, but yeah, it's it's one day from the next. It's all the same. It's all about you, really. What what you have from inside you, which will bring forth into the new year. So that's really what it's about. Right then, so you're brown. 
the year of Danny Let's Farrell. fight on Twitter. <laughs> oh, oh boy, I don't, I don't think you ever worked that out of the system. Really. I don't, I don't fight anymore. I've turned over a new leaf. Okay, ah, right. I've not fought this year. It's already right, so it's just, yeah, that, that's a pretty low bar. Oh, I respected that. Right then, um, you can also be a part of the conversation constantly, and we're employing you uh, very, very sincerely to go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Olexis uh, blog actually um, just type in Olexis you'll find it on Twitter Olexis is spelled W-O-L-E-X-I-X and I'm sure the rest would come through you can also uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Google Podcasts at The Hindsight Podcast The Hindsight is pretty much spelled as pronounced and of course uh, just click the subscribe button and I'm sure we'll hit you with more great content thanks for being a part of it guys we'll see you in 2020 have a fantastic year and of course click click bang <laughs> you see you see this is content oh I see that adjustment that adjustment there that adjustment <laughs>